Hi, I'm Adrienne McLean, and this is the second series of Think Bigger, Grow and Succeed. And our goal is to have discussions with our experts on topics to help business owners, executives, and professional individuals wanting to transform their life or career or business and create the lives they're wanting to achieve. Our program sponsor is myself, Adrienne McLean, from the Speaker's Practice, and we help businesses to transform and grow with confident business skills to achieve and succeed. We have the, the expert business coach, Frank Choi, in the studio. Frank is a chartered accountant who worked with Pricewaterhouse, who has successfully mastered the financial disciplines and business management practices to help small to medium-sized businesses identify, implement and achieve business success. Frank's worked as a Chief Financial Officer and has been a Commercial Director in multinational corporations such as Unilever, Westinghouse, Sheridan and P&O. And Frank has experience in many challenges faced at all levels in business and has developed a holistic approach to bring cohesive change to parts of all parts of businesses. Welcome, Frank. Good morning, everyone. Great to be here this morning. Oh, it's wonderful to have you with us. And, uh, oh, you know, how do you see things happening at the moment? Uh, we've had three or four months of this COVID situation and uh, it's put us into a bit of a shock, but now it's becoming a reality with this second wave or, or these new cases coming on. How do you see... Uh, businesses handling this now and just trying to to make ends meet yes it, it is a uh, challenging situation for a lot of businesses um, having said that let, let me start on the on the on an optimistic note in the sense that um, roughly 70 percent give or take of Australian businesses are still operating uh, what the sectors which have been affected obviously are travel, hospitality, events, uh, and, and similar. Uh, and on top of that, keep in mind that um, certain state borders are still closed, uh, which prevents cross-border um, travel, let alone transactions. Now, the, the important thing about uh, uh, the current situation uh, of disruption uh, and, and this is massive disruption, no doubt about that, is to, the first thing to do as businesses is to um, take stock of where you are and look at the options. Uh, that there's certainly, you know, in my work on the road with clients, uh, there are businesses which are doing exceptionally well in spite of the disruptions. And certainly uh, my restaurant clients have been affected um, and um, and I'll come back to them in a minute because you know they've engaged in strategies to um, uh, bypass to some extent the impact of the disruption. So it's important to um, keep in mind also the financial impact on your businesses. Uh, obviously, um, your customers or business customers are affected in terms of their uh, spending, their hesitation or enforced uh, lockdowns. Uh, so they've got to stay at home or work from home. 
um, the impact of reduced revenue then means less profits or cash flow and then um, on top of that if you're living on the edge in terms of of your cash flow it, it's a real struggle so it's really about looking at uh, options to deal with what's in front of you and the most important thing in all of this is whether your business is still going well or has been badly affected take advice uh, whether it's from people like me or your um you know your accountant uh, or advisors it's very important to do that there's a lot of resources available a lot of it is free of charge uh, for example from the government and obviously there's also government um, support in different ways so look it, it's um, a very changeable situation yeah. So our first question for today uh, is what does disruption bring to business Right. Let me stay on that optimistic note. Uh, <laughs> disruption really means that, you know, uh, typically your customers and markets are thrown into some, you know, disarray. Think of, um, you know, a box of Lego bricks just being thrown on the floor. You know, um, having said that, your customers are still there. They, they're just standing back and being very careful. Um, what what else does it mean for business? Uh, if you've got to look at your business model, uh, and I'll talk a bit about that in terms of whether you're going to keep operating um, or you're going to go into hibernation for a while, as the restaurant industry and the travel industry have done so, um, and then looking at ways of staying financially afloat. Now, those are the most important things. And, and then from that, you've got to look at the strategies to address which options you're going to take. So it, uh, uh, it's really a time of reassessment, uh, but it must be so difficult for especially these, uh, the travel industry and uh, some of these industries that just can't provide the service that they're there to do. Yes, uh, look, it, it, Let's let's cover those severely disrupted industries. Travel, uh, for example, obviously there's no um, international travel of any consequence except people coming back home to safety. Um, interstate travel is restricted, although thankfully uh, the borders are opening up between Queensland and Western Australia and Northern Territory and Tasmania and so on. Um, uh, think about not just the airlines, think about, you know, the hotels, uh, the tour operators, the event um, organizers, uh, for example, um, conventions and meetings and so on. And importantly, also people like travel agents. So there's a whole um, ecosystem in the travel industry. Um, and allied with that is the hospitality industry because they work hand in hand you're thinking about hotels um, catering restaurants and so on um, the, the travel industry in in terms of um, certainly uh, airline travel uh, is uh, pretty much grounded uh, there's probably only about two percent uh, you know um, of airlines capacity being used at the moment or uh, travel being used at the moment uh, in terms of um, 
you know, road and rail um, or ship, again, that's severely interrupted. So the important thing about those is, um, you know, there's not, not a lot of options except to go into hibernation and look at um, whether you can get any government uh, support, whether it's, um, you know, job keeper uh, or for employees, job seeker, and so on. Um, and look, it, it is difficult. And, uh, you know, we, those of us who are still working, we, we certainly uh, empathize and sympathize with uh, people like in, in those situations and look for ways where we can help them uh, one way or another. Um, in, in terms of taking advice, it's very important that you do that uh, if you're, for example, in a situation which is not viable, uh, speak to an insolvency um, accounting firm uh, they they will typically give you uh, initial free advice on what to do and how to go about it. And uh, if any listener is looking for uh, names of different firms, please um, get in touch with Adrian or myself, and we'll point you in the right direction. Because um, uh, one thing about you know engaging uh, professional help is different. Um, the, the important thing is to match uh, the supplier of those services with your particular situation. Very important to do that um, and uh, get the best advice. If you need to wind up the business, um, yes, it's painful. Uh, there are ways to make it less painful, put it that way. Um, in a, in disruption has also bring, brought to business uh, innovation and they talk uh, uh, about pivoting. Yes, look, it, it's uh, pivot is a very you know widely used word at the moment, and the the, the challenge is to look uh, in terms of pivoting. Uh, let's let's look at that from you know two different perspectives. One from the customer side, it's important to think about you know your customers and within your firm what you're good at uh, in terms of what uh, products and services you supply at the moment. Uh, and importantly, look at ways where you can get uh, different products or services to your customers. Uh, prime example is in the initial stage of um, COVID-19 shutdown. Uh, the, uh, the distillers of gin and whiskey and so on. Um, <laughs> fast track the uh, switch to production of hand sanitizers when yeah. it was in great short supply. Um, in, in a more uh, ongoing basis, uh, restaurants uh, switch to uh, delivery, uh, not just of their standard products, um, but also introducing new products. For example, there's fine dining restaurants um, here in Sydney. Uh, who switched to, um, for example, uh, baking um, sourdough bread uh, of you know of great quality, and uh, they they went very well. And I believe some of them in Sydney are still uh, delivering those products. Right. And not just that. Uh, again, at the height of the first round of the shutdown back in uh, April and May, 
some of those restaurants was were switching to uh, supplying grocery dry goods, even toilet paper you could buy at <laughs> local restaurants. So oh, gosh. <laughs> it, it, it's, you know, it, it brings a smile to your face because, you know, the, this is the innovative spirit of business owners and uh, mm -hmm. thinking laterally, uh, it, it's really useful to do that. And I'll give you one more example. You know, one of my clients uh, runs um, restaurants here in Sydney um, and I was talking to uh, the owner or one of the owners in the family the other day and I said, how are you going with um, the uh, government uh, grants in terms of the business boost? And she said to me, oh, we don't qualify for that. I said, why? She said, our, she said, our delivery and takeaway sales rocketed up um, during the big shutdown so that we did not our sales did not drop by more than 30 percent um, so there there, there um, are some great you know stories which illustrate that uh business is possible uh yeah. in areas where you can pivot uh the other important thing in terms of pivoting is to look for new customers you know the um in the case of restaurants uh they went into a wider um, delivery area um, and so on. Uh, one important thing, by the way, is marketing uh, in times of change. Why? Because uh, you've got a captive audience at home and typically these days with social media, which doesn't cost much money, uh, you can reach a lot more people to say, hey guys, you can buy whether it's solid paper or remember there was a shortage of uh, flour and so on because everyone was baking at home and you could pick up, you know, five kilo bags of flour at your local uh, patisserie or cake shop and so on. Um, I, I won't name names because, you know, some of these are uh, well-known or lo even local bakers and so on. You could go and buy um, flour and so on for your home baking. Yes. Um, and, and it's very important that you do that in terms of social media marketing. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's really important to keep the marketing up. And it's something that seems uh, the, the uh, expense on marketing is, is tried to be saved because they're saving money. But then at the moment, it's really important to do the marketing to get the people knowing about your business. Absolutely. And, and on that subject, um, Adrian, you know, obviously a lot of our audience today, I, I believe, are in professional services and uh, the same principles apply. You know, let, let me go through a list of, you know, the typical services, whether it is in uh, finance, in accounts or tax accounting, business advisory, uh, marketing, definitely the different facets of marketing whether it's marketing strategy, whether it's social media marketing, whether it's websites, SEO, video, uh, and so on. Um, there are great opportunities out there to reach out to your potential audience. And I'm referring to the 70 or 80% of business which is still operating. Why? Because your customer needs or your potential customer needs have changed because of all the um, upheaval in the marketplace, e even existing businesses, you know, 
have tended to say, let's cut down on our marketing, which is incorrect. Why? Because their customer needs have changed. And it's very important, especially when you change your products and services or your delivery range, etc., that you reach out to those customers and do the marketing and say, hey, guys, um, we're, we're doing this at the moment. How can we help you? Yeah, oh, that's a fantastic piece of advice. Now, Frank, off air we were talking about uh, uh, the, your optimistic view of, uh, of business and moving forward. Would you like to give us a bit of a detail of how, how you see that business can, can move forward in a positive uh, approach? Oh, look, the, you know, I, I was uh, saying before, um, start with that basic idea that whether you're in Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, or even, you know, in a smaller uh, location like Dubbo or Newcastle and so on, you're, you know, as a business owner, you're in a good sized population cluster, um, which means that there's opportunities um, ongoing and irrespective of um, upheavals, whether from COVID-19 or previously not long before that bushfires and so on, the disruptions will come from time to time. The important thing is to maintain that, I, I guess, keep it simple in your mind of saying, right, guys, uh, there's opportunities out there. Why? Because I live in the big city or in the big country called Australia. And uh, thanks to also, thanks to technology, I can, you know, pivot my business to, um, you know, whether it's working from home or, um, you know, delivering or selling my products online. It's a, it's a wonderful thing in this day and age, having technology which enables you to reach not just within your um, city or town, you can actually sell, products and services, um, you know, across Australia or even globally um, and so on. Uh, there, there's certainly opportunities out there. You know, thinking about professional services, again, which I guess uh, we have quite a few listeners. Uh, if you're in the business of professional services, whether it's marketing, whether it's providing advisory services or coaching um, and so on, don't restrict your thinking uh, to whether it's your city, think across Australia or across state boundaries, uh, or even overseas. You know, I, I know um, people, I work with people who uh, go online and deliver, um, certainly deliver services uh, across international borders, even in this day and age. Wonderful thing to happen. Um, and then once you have that mindset in place, think about you know, your products, which products uh, which will be, you know, in demand and look at the different sectors out there. Uh, I'll give you some examples. For example, if you're looking at uh, the demographics of your target customers um, and, and without sounding too simplistic, if you look at the high income uh, families or workers, whether in Australia or globally, there's always a bunch of people there. I've, I've worked with, uh, in recent times, with um, you know people who are investing in property. It, it is not a case of uh, right or wrong because um, 
there's, there's different markets out there. For example, uh, if you live in a high wealth area, invariably they're going to buy products and services because they're busy at work at the moment. Uh, they might buy, you know, um, high-end properties, if you want to call it that, or they might buy vehicles or boats and so on. Those things are happening. Now, the important thing about that is that there's the whole uh, ecosystem surrounding, you know, each of those market segments, 